This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. As the NZSO celebrates its 75th anniversary, we're asking 10 New Zealanders to choose a piece of music that sparks an emotional connection. And we're pairing them with 10 musicians from the NZSO who have their own intimate understanding of how the music works. So my family are very musical on both sides, not in such a classical way. Like my grandfather actually played violin all through his life. He was back in Goa, where most families would actually have a violin player in India over there. Emma Dias is in Year 12 at Queen Margaret College in Wellington. She's been a music student since she was five years old. Both sides of my family are very musical. They play guitar, piano, they sing a lot of songs they grew up with and love. Not in a classical sense, but they were the people who pushed me to, like, start and who got me interested in the violin. I actually got this toy violin when I was younger. It was a little electronic one from one of my other grandfathers and um, I would play it all the time. I would play it so much that my mum got really annoyed by it because it made such an annoying little electronic sound. She actually took out the batteries off the violin. (laughs) But that's what um, got her thinking, what if she actually started learning the violin? And that's how it all began. So my music teacher was Liz in the Music Learning Centre and I remember doing like group lessons at first but then we did lessons just individually but she made it a lot of fun and I really, yeah, I remember doing lots of performances and wearing big pretty dresses and stuff and yeah. <laughs> the music that sparks an emotional connection for Emma is a piece she's currently learning. And the piece I have chosen to talk about is the Handel Halverson Passagalia. It's a violin and viola duet, sometimes violin and cello. So it's very different to playing on your own because you actually, you have your own musical lines, but to get them to work together is a skill that takes a bit of time. But once you get it, yeah, you really just have to be in tune with the other person and look like communicating with them well. But it's amazing when it comes together and makes a beautiful piece of music. Bird of Paradise, the NZSO, and RNZ. This is Crescendo. Norwegian composer Johan Halvorsen based his Passacaglia, a virtuoso string duo for violin and viola, or violin and cello, 
on the last movement of Handel's harpsichord suite in G minor. Emma was introduced to the piece by her longtime violin teacher, NZSO violinist Gregory Squires. She came to me about six years ago now, and it's morphed into kind of a, just a, um, a good friendship. She'll turn up once a week or once a fortnight, and, and we'll do some playing together and um, talk about lots of things around the music and to do with the music, but uh, not, not exclusively around that. When I first met Greg, and I actually spent a year with his wife, Anita, and to just develop my techniques and skills and that, and then I moved on to Greg the year after. And since then, I was able to do my grade 7 and grade 8 exams with him, and I've been able to explore all sorts of different styles of mu- like styles of classical music, different composers playing different pieces, and I, I especially love doing duets. And now getting this opportunity to do it with this piece because I'm learning it at the moment, so that's really nice. And yeah, I get to play it with Greg, which is really lovely to get that opportunity to play with him because he's so talented. She just finished her grade eight exam, and it had taken quite a long time to get to that point because of COVID and the examiners not coming over from the UK. All of these challenges to to get through that. So there was this sort of triumph over adversity, if you like hanging in there long enough to be able to actually make it happen. And then, of course, she got a great result, and uh, we're all very proud of that. And I thought there is a piece that I've been thinking about, which I thought she might enjoy, and I might enjoy the story about it and, and things. And so, so I sent her the link. He shared with me a specific recording of these two musicians playing it, and the violinist was Augustine Hedlitt. Augustine Hadley toured with the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra in 2018. He'd come out to us about four years ago and was playing Beethoven, and uh, M was in the audience and obviously was, you know, was impressed, as we all were. Um, he's an amazing musician, and it was that video of him playing this piece that I'd sent to Emma to see if she fancied learning it, and obviously with the backstory of his, his background and things. So. Now a world-famous virtuoso, Hadlich was once told he'd never play again. When he was younger, he got into an accident on his farm in Italy, a fire, and was injured really bad and actually couldn't play the violin for over a year, which was a big struggle for him, obviously, but then he got back to doing it again, and now he's like one of the greatest musicians. Watching his recording of playing this piece really inspired me. The first time I heard it, I was really, it was so exciting to me because especially watching that video and the way they played it, it was just so engaging and exciting to see um, how they did it. And as it goes through every like few lines, every few bars, there's a new different sort of motive, sort of theme or mood. But the main thing, it was, it was kind of like, well, we've done the hard yards, let's have some fun and we'll play some music together. And it gives me an opportunity to get my viola out, which doesn't happen that often. And it's a sort of guilty secret that we violinists have about actually really liking to play the viola. (laughs) And it's just so exciting to see where the piece is going next, but it ties together so nicely with the main theme at the beginning. Even though he was writing in the 19th century, Halvorsen's work on this piece was inspired by Handel, to the extent that the Passacaglia is usually attributed to both composers. He sort of acknowledges uh, 
the Baroque period and in particular Handel by basing um, this passicalia, which is a set of variations, on, on a piece of Handel. So it's very loosely, but it's very, you know, in, in, in honor of the Baroque period. And so there's that sort of thing about we're now in the 21st century, we have a different kind of attitude to the music, but we still honor and respect music of the past and, and recreate it. And that's what this piece really does. I think that especially now we're allowed to adapt this classical music and put our own spin to it, which just makes it so our own and not back then. Yes, it's definitely bringing all the musical talent there was back in the like Baroque periods, all of that. But classical music, it allows us to also just express ourselves in our own way while holding on to that bit of historicalness. Yeah. <laughs> Emma's discovering the fast-paced passicalia can be a challenging duet to learn how to play. As I get older, there's more skills to learn, more technique to perfect. One of my greatest struggles is definitely sight reading, which I have to um, work on a lot. But And as I get older, the music gets more difficult. So in some ways, playing the violin is really simple. But the tough thing is, is that everyone's got a different attitude to it. And we're all shaped differently, and uh, there's, there's all the sort of little minute details which go into producing the sound on the violin. And it's one of these instruments that probably most closely imitates the human voice, so it's quite a personal thing. And it's also something which you hold very close to you, one of the instruments that you hold most closely to you. It's tucked under your chin, and your arms are surrounding it. So there's that very personal relationship with the instrument, and because it's producing the sound so close to where you voice it, it's almost as if you're singing, but you can still got the advantage. You can slightly hide behind the instrument, which you can't do if you're just singing. The tricky thing about playing the violin is that the better you get, the more you realize there is to learn. But I think that's probably a lesson in life. <laughs> She's sort of developed along the way as a, as a person and, as, and particularly as a musician, of course, to being quite special, and I'm very proud of the way she's, she's um, developed. Yeah. I love playing for other people. I love playing with other people, meeting people. I love to just make people happy with music sharing. Crescendo was presented by me, Clarissa Dunn. Produced and written by Noel McCarthy for Bird of Paradise Productions, with a sound mix by Mark Chesterman. Kakite anō.